couple of minutes, we'll be moving into this next group of parts. Just a couple of things first. And first is uh, probably have noticed the skeleton to my right. And beneath are some pictures you're welcome to look at. I know some of you have already. And one of them is a picture of a colonoscopy that I had. And it was actually some um, um, polyps. So there's pictures of the inside of the colon and polyps that are just about ready to be removed. And uh, there's actually three of them, and two of them were fine, and one had the possibility of developing into lung cancer, I mean, to colon cancer in about 15 years. So I'm very glad that I got a colonoscopy. And the other is a picture of a surgery that I had done on my right knee last January for a torn meniscus. And I was very fortunate that um, in both of these procedures, I had the option, and I took it, to stay awake. And I actually watched the physicians do the, do the surgery and the colonoscopy on a video camera on a screen. And it was kind of like fantastic voyage. See the inside of the body. So I share these pictures with you happily. And I got a note or a message from someone about where can they get all of these definitions of the body parts. And so I will post towards the end of the retreat my email. And if you're interested in getting the definitions, I will be happy to email it to you. Last night, one of, I didn't mention one other aspect of the 32 parts of the body, and I thought I would mention it now in honor of these particular parts, heart, liver, diaphragm, spleen, lungs, and that an old friend of mine, Barbara, was diagnosed with um, a very serious lung cancer that eventually died from it about seven years after I met her. But when I met her, she had already had lung cancer, had already had metastasized. And she was given a, a six-month or under prognosis with hospice. And she came to the monastery, and the monks introduced her to the 32 parts of the body and said, please work on this group of five, this pentad, which includes the lungs. And so it's said that Barbara practiced this very diligently every day. And every year she would send a postcard to her, her oncologist with just two words, still here. And she attributed her healing with lung cancer, not that it completely healed her. About six, seven years later, she, she died from a reoccurrence. But she attributed that <clears throat> the 32 parts of the body was a significant and important part of her practice in healing. And in the canonical literature, the, there is a lot of references of the 32 parts of the body meditation being used for healing. So I wanted just to name that, though. We would say that from the Dharmic point of view, the deepest healing is the eradication of the erroneous view of I, me, and my. But here's a poem that uh, 
want to dedicate to Barbara, Barbara Roberts, who uh, was my friend. And as she faced her death, she wrote a poem about her death. This was as she was close to dying. She says, it's not the will to live which sustains my life, but the release from fear. I've not outwitted death, but broken free from the stranglehold of fear. At Christmas, we celebrate the wonder of birth. At Easter, the miracle of rebirth. What then of death? Without fear, death unfolds like a warm cloak of soft black wool. Death is the abyss from which all life emerges drawn by the light. To Barbara. So we'll begin our practice with these parts, and these are internal organs within the body. We're getting deeper inside being mindful of what they may evoke physically, mentally, emotionally. And so let's just repeat these five out loud five times. Heart, liver, diaphragm, spleen, lungs. Heart, liver, diaphragm, spleen, lungs. Heart, liver, diaphragm, spleen, lungs. Heart, liver, diaphragm, spleen, lungs, heart, liver, diaphragm, spleen, lungs. And now silently repeating them to yourself five times. Now let's bring our awareness into the center of our chest and into the heart, the heart region. The heart is a hollow, muscular, contractile, 10-ounce organ, the center of the circulatory system. The heart pumps over 300 quarts of blood an hour. The heart beats around 100,000 times every day, some 37 million times a year. The heart creates enough pressure that it can squirt blood 30 feet. Its function of the heart is it provides propulsive force to circulate the blood through the vascular system, which covers 60,000 miles every day. The color is red. In the Vasudhimaga, the path of purification, there's some references to the heart relating to temperament, and I thought I'd also just share them with you. If your heart is clear-colored and bright, like a washed gem in pure water, you are wise. If your heart is yellow, you're faithful. If you're speculative temperament, it's light amber. If you're greedy, it's red. If you're hating, it's black. 
if it's diluted, the heart looks kind of all washed up. The shape is like a lotus bud. The direction found above the waist. The location found between the two breasts inside the body, slightly to the left of midline. It's delimitation bordered by the lungs and the back behind the sternum or breastplate bone, the heart. Just giving space and honoring whatever's present, whatever you're feeling, acknowledging what's here.
And now let's gently shift our awareness to the liver. <clears throat> the liver is the largest internal glandular organ in the body, weighs between three and three and a half pounds, nearly the size of a football, kind of hard to imagine that inside your own abdomen. But having seen the human liver a number of times in anatomy labs and in autopsies, it's quite a, a large organ. Just so you can begin to sense into it, we'll go to the location, because some of us may not know it's in the upper right quadrant of the abdomen, resting below the diaphragm. The liver is a very amazing organ. It's the first to receive blood from the intestines where the blood has been absorbed in the final products of digestion and decomposition. The liver removes toxic products and purifies digestion and assimilation. It incorporates amino acids into energy production. It synthesizes cholesterol as well as lipoproteins for the transport of fat to other body tissues. It converts fatty acids so they'll be used as energy sources. The liver stores and releases sugar. The liver is the storage place of copper, iron, vitamin B12, and fat-soluble vitamins A, D, E and K. The liver excretes bile going into the gallbladder. In Greek mythology, Prometheus was punished by the gods for revealing fire to humans and being chained by to a rock. Every day a vulture would come and peck out his liver. Yet it's a very extraordinary organ that the liver is the only human internal organ that can actually regenerate itself to a significant extent. The color is pinkish brown. The shape is like an oblong ball, convex on its upper margins, concave in its lower margins, direction above the waist. And again, the location, it's in the upper right quadrant of the abdominal cavity, resting below the diaphragm. The liver lies to the right of the stomach and overlies the gallbladder. It's delimitation, <coughs> surrounded by digestive organs, circulation, respiration, and the back and liver. Just sensing into that right quadrant of the belly, liver, just being mindful what may arise physically, mentally, and emotionally.
And now let's shift the focus to the diaphragm. The diaphragm is a thin layer of muscle that separates the chest cavity containing the lungs and the heart from the abdominal cavity that contains the intestines and digestive organs. It extends across the bottom of the ribcage. There's many functions of the diaphragm. It contracts to promote inhalation, flattening downward and permitting the lungs to expand. It relaxes to promote exhalation, <coughs> rising to its dome-shaped position and compressing the lungs. So we've been focusing a lot on the mindfulness of breathing and perhaps not realizing how much the diaphragm is involved in that function. In addition, the diaphragm is involved in non-respiratory functions. It serves as a function to help expel vomit, feces, and urine from the body by increasing intra-abdominal pressure and also aids in preventing acid reflux by exerting pressure on the esophagus. The diaphragm's color is a whitish red. It's like a thin, wide, elastic membrane shaped like a beanie. The direction above the waist, the location in the abdomen and chest, separating the chest from the abdomen. The delimitation, the diaphragm is near the liver, the stomach, the spleen, the adrenal glands, and the kidneys. And of course, the organs in the chest. Diaphragm.
this shift to the spleen. And maybe just begin to bring your awareness to the upper left quadrant of the abdomen. And realize some of these internal organs may be very challenging to be in touch with and unless your spleen has been surgically removed it is there. So just sensing into the upper left quadrant. You're welcome even to place your hand on that area if that is helpful to sense into. The spleen is an elongated sponge-like tissue organ. It's um, an organ's function is for blood formation, so it's a very blood tissue type of organ. In the embryo, the spleen forms both the red and white blood cells. After birth, only lymphocytes are created except in severe anemia when production of red blood cells may be reactivated. It also appears that the spleen has some immune function and acts as a reserve for red blood cells. And it's interesting, in our English language, there's expressions like one has vented one's spleen, mean venting one's anger. Similarly, the English term splenetic is uh, used as a term to express a person in a foul mood. The color of the spleen is dark red. And its shape is like a medium-sized water balloon. Its direction is above the waist, and again, the location is in the abdominal area, lying in the upper left quadrant of the abdomen. Bordered the delimitation near the intestines, the chest, and the back, the spleen.
So from the spleen, let's go into the last body part that we'll work with for now, and it's called the lungs, of course, which are two cone-shaped spongy organs of respiration. The primary purpose of the lungs is to bring air and blood into intimate contact so that oxygen can be added to the blood and carbon dioxide can be removed. This is achieved by two pumping systems, one moving gas and the other liquid. During a 24-hour period, the average human will breathe a little bit over 23,000 times. Humans breathe 20 times per minute, more than 10 million times per year. The color of the lungs is dark red. The shape is like two long melons cut in half. The surface area of the lungs is approximately the same size as a tennis court. How that is measured is with all the alluvi and all of the different parts within the lung, if it was spread out, hypothetically reasoned to be the same size as a tennis court. A lot of intricacy within the lungs. The direction is above the waist, the location in the chest. The delimitation, what it's boarded by the abdomen, the rib cage, the back, and the heart in front. The lungs.
And so in these last few minutes of practice, let's open up again to some metta, some loving kindness. These parts of the body also are very vital for its life and vitality, living. This body is the vehicle that we live inside of, this pathway to greater awakening. We work with this practice, the mindfulness of the body, penetrating into the body as it really is. Made of solidity, liquidity, motion, temperature. Understanding its true nature, the body, and with appreciation, with compassion, may this body, may all bodies be at peace. May all beings be at peace. Just acknowledging this time spent with these vital internal organs, the heart, the liver, the diaphragm, the spleen, the lungs. Acknowledging, honoring what it may have evoked for you physically or mentally or emotionally. Penetrating into the body with awareness. Just going to end with the reading from Dana Falls. It's called Allow. There's no controlling life. There's no controlling life. Try corralling a lightning bolt. Try to contain a tornado. Dam a stream and it will create a new channel. Resist, 
and the tide will sweep you off your feet. Allow, and grace will carry you to higher ground. The only safety lies in letting it all in, the wild and the weak, fair fantasies, failures, and success. And when loss rips off the doors of the heart or sadness fails your vision with despair, practice becomes simply bearing the truth. And in the choice to let go of your known way of being, the whole world is revealed to your new eyes. Resist, and the tide will sweep you off your feet. Allow, allow, and grace will carry you to higher ground. Thank you. We'll take a short. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.